Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Cairns. Welcome if you're new, welcome back if you're not new. Um, it's 5th of January and how do we know? Well, we'll have a quick check-in with the Village Facebook page. Not a lot going on there, really. People want to make their houses more presentable by uh, passing on the things that their children no longer need and getting the gutters cleared. So there you are. Um, we also know it's the 5th of January because my kids went back to school today, yes. And uh, I thought I'd record this later because I was keen to hear how their first day back went. And the only thing that they could tell me was that the heads of their respective years had announced they're cracking down on uniform. Right. I mean, it cracks me up, this cracking down on uniform, because the school is especially strict. It's a state comprehensive and uh, you are not allowed to wear earrings until you get to sixth form. And even then, I think you're only permitted to wear gold studs. I mean, this is proper strict. And I don't fully understand it. Um, they think they're preparing children for the workplace. I guess there's a bit about respect there. Respect the uniform. You become more focused in class. But um, let's be honest. Um, the world of work isn't looking for suits and ties right now. And uh, the world of work is very open to visible tattoos and piercings. I'm not saying that my 13 and 15 year old should get tattooed. Um, but I do think the whole ear piercing thing is is just mad. It's madness gone mad. And this um, focus on appearance, this emphasis on what the children look like, ties in quite nicely to today's piece from Reasons to be Cheerful Part 1. Uh, I did a little bit of research before coming back to this. It made me laugh a bit because I have a pop at L'Oreal and their strapline, because you're worth it. And the piece is called Because You're Gorgeous. Um, a little homage there to Baby Bird's song, You're Gorgeous. I won't sing it. It's in the wrong pitch for me. Um, but I did a little bit of research and found out that Because You're Worth It was 50 years old last year. And it was written by a junior copywriter. Um, she was 23 and she was really angry that lots of advertising for women's beauty was done through the, the lens of the male gaze. Um, but I'm a lot more cynical than that and I guess 50 years ago different place to live um, but I know now that I think women account for it, it's well over 50 percent of uh, household purchasing decisions so they're saying it's because you're worth it because we know that you control the purse strings please buy our products and um, the general gist of this is that I was feeling a little bit patronized by L'Oreal at the time so um, <laughs> I said it's about time L'Oreal gave up on their highly successful 50 year old because you're worth it strap line I do find it the tiniest bit patronizing so this thought was prompted by a fantastic lunch that I had with a friend fun and feisty she's been a photographer film crew member financial controller graduate artist boxer she's an adventurous raconteur and mentor someone who I would happily discuss anything with from libraries to libido. I must have overshared because she doesn't live around here anymore and I haven't heard from her since. Um, oh dear. She's a strong, inspirational woman and someone with whom I was very excited to have made a connection and it came at a great time for me. I careered through my teenage years in a haze of cheap alcohol, dedicated my 20s and 30s to pursuing a career with gusto while building a family. And then in my late 30s, found myself reaching for financial freedom 
and using my talents and abilities to benefit those around me in a more meaningful way. You can try and do these things on your own, but it works so much better if you have a great coach. Where would Daniel's son be without Mr. Miyagi? Billy Elliot without Mrs. Wilkinson? Rocky Balboa without Mickey Goldmill? We need these people in our lives and we need to be them to other people on the way up. Now, I think that there are a lot of women of my generation who are seeking this kind of coaching relationship. I know plenty of women who feel pigeonholed because they work, women who struggle to find other women to talk to about their ambitions and who sometimes feel shut out by colleagues or other parents on the playground because they think they're being judged for being too career focused. If you're a woman that wants to spend more time with your family, but still earn a decent living, finding someone to guide you and take you seriously can be harder. So for me, it was becoming a freelancer was about earning good money still, but having more time with my children. I couldn't afford to take a job that fitted around school hours. And you see this when um, people become parents and quite often mums take a career break. And the only thing that seems to be on offer is appallingly badly paid work that should be better paid Um, and finding someone to give you the confidence to say I'm still worth a really good salary and I want to choose my own hours finding people to help me do that was hard so depending on what environment you were last in It can seem hard to get to know a woman who has achieved the kinds of things you are seeking and who could give you good advice on how to get there. And my tip here was don't be afraid to ask a woman who seems successful to you how she did it. My um, experience without exception has been that successful people will offer you some of their time to help you find your version of success. I had a pub-based gathering recently um, and this is back when I wrote it. So we, we all got together, a big group of us, big group of women. And what we had in common was that we had children at school together. And it only took a little bit of talking to get past the stuff about kids but and onto what people really wanted to do and what was frustrating them at work or at home. And it brought about some great conversations on what we might be able to offer one another. There was a rich pool of interesting and talented women right there. And some connections were made, meaning that we can help each other out outside of the school run. And I found that stuff was really important to me. I I made some amazing friends when my kids went to primary school. But it has to be about more than just the children because friendships change between the kids. you know, And it changes enormously once they go to secondary school. And having that opportunity to meet other women and get to know them properly has yielded some really good strong friendships which is about which are about more than just the children Um, and that's something that I found really difficult when I was meeting people through the playground and there's definitely the judgmental thing that happens you think it's not going to happen you think we're all grown-ups but there are women who get judged for going to work judged for being away from home while they work and then there are those that get judged for not working I mean you know it still happens And the focus um, of this piece on women helping each other is not to say that I'm (laughs) anti-men. Definitely not. Um, But I do think there's sometimes a lack of support for women from us women. But I think that because we get so bogged down with all the other stuff that we think other people expect us to do that we forget. And then you go, oh, my God, 
I'm three years in and I haven't done the thing that I really wanted to do. So reflecting on this piece now, I think it is we get caught up in all the daily stuff that's happening. And God, when you've got kids at school and, and you know, primary school, they seem to constantly want you to be in to be helping, <laughs> helping out. And I did join the PTA and I made some amazing friends there. It was good fun. We had a laugh. We drank a lot of wine in our meetings. Um, and when they get to secondary school, you're just getting emails every five minutes. They don't, you know, there's no relationship between you and the teachers, but there's a constant stream of stuff to be aware of. And a lot of women as mums seem to just go, oh, yeah, I'll turn that on. And you get overwhelmed with all this bloody admin when you could be thinking about, well, what do you actually want to achieve? Oh, I think I better calm down. Calm down, Tony. Take a breath. So as Madeleine Albright said in a keynote speech she delivered in 2006, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. <laughs> OK, um, I think if I were writing this today, it would be don't forget to ask for help. And, and don't forget that you've got a lot to offer as well. Um, see if your friends need a hand. So L'Oreal, here is the end with your lovely shiny haired ladies. Whilst it's wonderful that at the time they were paying Cheryl Cole a lot of money, making her very rich by getting her to tell us that we're worth the £6.49 it cost for their hair dye. What we actually want sometimes doesn't come from their factories. We're worth a hell of a, a lot more than that. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope that you're taking a moment just to think about the stuff that you really want away from the distractions of having really super glossy hair and volume million lashes. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please give it a share. I'd love to know where you're listening. Um, people have told me they've been listening in the bath and in the shower. So officially uh, a podcast to lather yourself up to. <laughs> um, thank you very much. I will catch up with you again tomorrow. Bye bye.